got the guts? Drop the gun. I like to let people talk who like to talk. It makes it easier to find out how full of shit they are. I will teach you real Kung Fu. Welcome back to Carfu. I'm getting this one out a little later than we have in the past few weeks. Just had a little bit of a backup. I noticed also I've looked up other similar Jackie Chan podcasts to this one that try to do this similar well actually the exact same thing of watch all Jackie Chan's movies and I noticed a common theme of a lot of a lot of them is they all kind of stop right around now and in a way I get it like these are some tough ones to get through they are they're uh yeah they're they're rough man this is three in a row now I have a lot of you know spoiler alert I have a lot of good things to say about this one too though but again dude it was rough it was like for a second there I was like really dragging so this one is Fearless Hyena, which, as we mentioned last time, is Jackie Chan's directorial debut. Came out in 1979. I believe it was still under Wo Lee. Wo Lee was it? I should know by now what the guy's name was. Anyway, his production company released it, but Jackie Chan directed it and had basically all the creative control he wanted. And the result was, to me at least, a much more coherent movie than the last couple. So if you put it up against the last. Two. There was a point in this movie that I did have to Wikipedia what is going on. But then, like, right after I did that and I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, if I would have just waited five more minutes, I, I would have got it. it. It did drag on at a few spots, and I was like, this is kind of going all over this place. But once it got on track, it all kind of made sense. Yeah, it opens, you know, it kind of cuts straight to the chase pun intended like they're running through the fields you're not really sure who these people are but they're okay like they're chasing after these guys and homeboy just gets cut down and he's trying to find out where this guy chin is and the guy doesn't want to tell him and he does kind of this like reverse choke slam to the dude who's right. like on the ground he goes like ah you know he like lifts him up from the neck instead of like slamming him down you know i know you were critical of it early like I don't know, like, it just looked a lot better than the last couple to me. Just in, like, the way it was shot, there was, like, a little camera panning going on. And to me, it was a lot of, like, Jackie Chan sort of figuring out his direction style. I just meant the quality of it was poor. At least mine. I watched mine on Pluto or whatever. So maybe yours was better. Mine definitely was not remastered by any stretch of the imagination. So that might might be part of it. Like the one I watched was like redone. It had been like... Interesting. It was, I won't call it high def, but it had been remastered. Mine was definitely like they threw So you watched like the older... So much so, and I save this to the end because it happened in the final fight scene... It had this weird, like, do you remember watching a VHS mm-hmm. and where it would, like, where the VHS kind of messed up? It would go, yeah, and, would, like, the, you the would hear the noise. On, yeah. yeah. Uh, it did that oh, at the God. end. So that means that they, like, the, the Pluto version, they probably just uploaded it from, like, an old VHS. Guaranteed. And then never bothered looking no. at it again. That's too bad. Like, the version I saw, like, and I actually found one later on YouTube that's also pretty decent. That's the one I'm going to put up on Facebook at Carbar Podcast if you want to check it out. It's cleaner. Like, it's not perfect because it is YouTube still, but it's a lot better than what you're describing. Wow, I should have watched that. Okay, now I'm curious how your dubs were. I had the most hilarious dubs. It's probably still the same dub. Okay. It was pretty funny. Like, Dude, it was the greatest dubbing 
Because it was so bad, but it was fucking funny. Oh, it's so good. So we're treated to a shot of Jackie and I. what's his grandpa. That's how it's described as. Yeah, just grandpa. Grandpa, um, who's the same age as him. but you Which know, is we'll funny. Get... Like I was like, why is it not grandfather? Like, no. that's usually what it is. Nope, grandpa. No, gramps, grampy. Played by James Tien, who, you know, we've seen quite a bit of. And, you know, Jackie's once again kind of the goofy irascible student of kung fu doesn't really want to do it pushed into it and also told like never never display your kung fu for anyone ever does that kind of like goofy jig to that music yeah you know my grandpa usually just made me a sandwich and let me watch tv this grandpa he he ain't about that no man he's like just started slapping him in the uh, in the calves, and he was falling down. You know, still having the goofy sound effects in this one. Um, yeah, definitely over the top sound effects, but still, like, I, I it fit the vibe. It was funny watching. I guess a cleaner version of this. Like, there's a lot of shots that are like you would do if you were like learning how to use a camera, right? And you had seen other directors try it. So it's like it's not always it doesn't always make sense. But there's like the scene where like they'll switch like a fishbowl lens mm-hmm. at one point when they're like fighting in the woods or something. Or there'll be some kind of camera pan that doesn't make a ton of sense in any kind of dramatic way. It's just like, okay, now the camera is moving this direction while this person's talking. And to me, again, that's just Jackie kind of feeling this out as he goes along. I liked the part in this scene though where the um, grandpa like pours the bowl of tea like right on his nuts. Uh, yeah. And then like just instantly cuts away. But anyway, Jackie heads out, and he's going to, you know, try to win some money gambling in He plays, like, three-cup Monty. Yeah. Weirdly, like, figures it out. I'm not sure exactly how. At first, he's, like, an idiot, and he loses, but then he walks away, and then comes back, and he's like, hey, you know, bet on this one. And and they won, and I guess the people that were, like, running it uh, got all pissed off. Yeah. And so, like, the whole point of, like, this movie is use your brain, not just your brawn. Like, that's kind of the teachings of these various kung fu Mm -hmm. teachers is not, you know, you got to adapt to the environment and figure figure enemy out and use your mind to overcome. And I guess this is kind of a precursor to that. Like, we're kind of... Yeah, kind of like a foreshadowing. And there's another bit of foreshadowing, too, in this scene where the grandpa's out. I guess he sells, like, little dolls. Mm-hmm. in the market and he doesn't but he doesn't want to sell the unicorn one he goes like ah oh, the unicorn like no that one's not for sale which didn't make any sense in the moment but you learn later he knows this guy called the unicorn or whatever not really all that important but yeah you said like you said jackie loses his money gains his money back twofold and then you know the guys get annoyed at that and then we're treated to again this very goofy fight between him and these three stooged characters so much so like that the fat one falls and, like, literally causes, like, a 4.0 earthquake when he does it. But, dude, the dubbing of the fat guy's voice. Oh, God. The funniest dub in the world. I mean, it's the most ridiculous dub. Hilarious. It's so good. And, like, the dubbing is way over the top in this one. We And I'm totally fine with it. It makes the movie more enjoyable for that reason. Yes. Because uh, it's not great otherwise. Because imagine, imagine these are, like, realistic dubs or, you know logical dubs not nearly as funny and if it's not that funny then it's like the movie just doesn't work yeah and like the one guy's name is stony egg and then he says becomes broken egg scrambled egg rotten egg humpty dumpty like great progression of egg humor right there or at the end of this fight i love that like they went way over again this movie does a lot of over the top it went way over the top and like the big guy falls on one of the smaller guys and literally 
mashes him into the earth. <laughs> yeah, he like he leaves like a wily e. coyote type imprint. Right, right. In the ground. No, that was great. At least Jackie uses his winnings to buy better wine. True. You know, which grandpa, doesn't go to waste. Grandpa should have been more on board with that. Yeah, man. Like he was he wasn't very uh If this was Beggar So, he'd have been all about it. Oh, are you kidding me? Beggar So would have been oh he would have been wouldn't have said one he thing. He would have said training is complete. Right. Like you done. you've mastered it. The next thing we see is a sort of fight between Grandpa and Jackie. Not for real, but, like, they're doing, like, a lot of stick work and stuff. And and again, hilarious. Like, it just worked. It was funny. Yeah, he calls the one stick short but dangerous, which is what I call my own stick. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, I wish it was the other one, long and powerful. But, right, yeah, you know, it, not, it would be nice. Yeah, so, someday, maybe. Unfortunately. Um, great, great names for stick techniques in general. It, was, it reminded me a lot of... Jackie Chan Adventures where the one guy like calls out all his moves. Right. It's like sweep the floor, you know, like there was a lot of that going on. That was cool. But going back to my crude point earlier, like what kind of stick man do we think Jackie is? If we can borrow a term from uh, Sylvester Stallone who used to talk talk about, you know, how certain celebrities were all-time great quote-unquote stick men as far as their ability to get the ladies. Oh man, at this point, yeah. he's not even reaching his peak. At this point, he is like all in, man. Do we think he's like uh, Jackie Chan in Shanghai Nights and like where he's like, you know, fixing people's backs and stuff? Oh and, yeah, and, dude. <laughs> and he only like, oh, gets Oh, John, what are you doing? Jackie only gets better with age, too, because he yeah, gets cuter sure. and more loved. Mm-hmm. He gets those teeth whitened, like it's it's great. Also, it, you know, at this point in 1979, impeccable body, like not the first time we've really seen it, but they go full in. And it makes sense that it was a Jackie Chan directed feature. It's like, oh. there's a lot of shirtless scenes, a lot of flexing scenes as he's doing these moves. It's very much reminiscent of that show Pumping Iron we just watched. Like, right. a lot of poses of muscle this, muscle that. And, you know, I'm here for it. Like, it's great. So the real point of contention between Grandpa and Jackie is he doesn't want him to be using his kung fu out in the world. But he also wants him to get a job. Right. So get a proper job. And enter our, our favorite, Dean Sheck. Dean Sheck. Back at it with the mole. I'm glad. I'm glad he's like... Because he didn't have a mole in the last I one. I know. It's just... It's his thing. Something yeah. was missing without it. It's like so, Enrique. Like... So he brings back the mole. And anyway, so I guess he's run, he runs like a... A funeral uh, parlor. Yeah, yeah, a funeral parlor. He's a mortician, it looks like. And I guess Jackie Chan's going to like take up that job. I, I don't... This scene's just there to add some comic relief. This scene is literally there because they're like, we need to get Dean Sheck in this movie. Oh, yeah, like Jackie threw his boy up. And I'll tell you what, Dean Sheck delivers. He's in this movie all of less than five minutes mm -hmm. and again steals it, man. No, like, he's got so the coffins good. for the rich and the poor, and he talks about secondhand coffins, which, I mean, I thought was just like straight up hilarious. Oh, how they Genius. dig up people. Like, I was like, I bet they've actually done that before. Oh, like, surely they go out and dig those things back up. Are we to assume at the end of this that Dean Sheck's character is dead? I That was my <laughs> next point. At one point, uh, Dean gets in a coffin and it kind of falls over. So he's like under it inside the actual coffin. Jackie's lifting up what appears to be quite a heavy... Yeah, he, he can't even get it up. Because Jackie's strong. Like, yeah. we've established this. And he's, like, pulling it up. And you just hear Dean Shack. You see his hands, like, going out. He's like, I'm going to kill you when you I get out of here. You see his head come out. And then his head comes out. And then the coffin <laughs> just drops, like, with a heavy thunk. And you don't hear from Shaq anymore. And then Jackie just looks down, looks in there, looks panicked, and walks away. And and it's never spoken of again. Dude, there's no mention of Dean Shaq or the funeral parlor one bit. And I can't say for sure. 
I'm not sure we see Dean Sheck in another film of Jackie's. We'll find out. But I think what? this I think this may be the last one. I'll this be honest, I was surprised to see him in here. I didn't I didn't know he was gonna be in this one. If I knew I, he was in the if last I'm one. wrong, I'll I'll make a you know, a redaction or whatever. But uh maybe that was intentional. Maybe that was like yeah, we're we're parting ways yeah. like and this is me me going out this way. Anyway, Jackie of course gets a job, but he gets a job doing the one thing his grandpa doesn't want him to do, which is start a school for fighting. Which Again, like in America, I mean, I guess we don't really understand. Apparently, it's like a real money-making thing. I, I guess if you get enough clout, you can get enough followers and pupils to like really make some cash. And if you beat the masters of other dojos, they just they give you money also. So they start running this racket, and it goes on for about 20 minutes of the film. And you know what? Still, like, I'm kind of on board. Like, he's just changing into, like, different outfits at one point. He's a... You know, pretty sexy looking gal at one point. I, I mean, like, I wanted to give that guy grief for, like, being fooled by Jackie's costume. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, like he's a good looking good gal. Looking, good looking gal right there. Can't really knock him for it. But, uh, again, like, this scene probably went on seven, five to seven minutes too long. Yeah, it does. But it was still a good scene. It was still funny. Yeah, it's so over the top and dopey. Like, beyond, like, the cross-dressing, there's also the bizarre simpleton character he comes out in who's got, like, cross eyes and kind of acting like a Mm -hmm. doofus. Like, and this is all to hide his identity. I guess because someone might notice him. Like, but he doesn't, it's like, unless his grandpa's happening by, which, spoiler alert, he eventually does, who's going to notice that that it's him? I don't know. Mostly, like you said, it's there just to be funny. He calls the one swordsman shit sword. Uh, and starts negotiating pay mid-fight, which I thought was pretty funny. This, if I'm going to give this credit, and again, maybe this came through better on mine than yours, the fighting's better, and, like, the stunt work is better, in that these swords and spears and stuff are coming awfully close to Jackie. Like, you better be trusting the people you're working with. So the best part, yeah, was was the choreography in this movie. And I was going to talk about it a little bit later, uh, but I'll touch on it now. That was the thing that you knew... Jackie was directing this movie. Yeah. Because Jackie, and we've talked about in this pod before, Jackie's a perfectionist. He wants everything to be perfect. You could tell he was directing this movie because, and there are complaints with this movie, but this movie probably had the top five choreography and and kung fu itself. That we've seen so far, for sure. Like, it's without a doubt at or near the top for me. Like, I guess Drunken Master is still the best, I imagine. Right. Um, it's still the gold standard. But, but I want to say this is top three, top five. Like, this it one's was very really, good. really well done. So once you get through all those guys, you find out, like, Jackie's grandpa is sick and not doing so well. And he discovers, oh, well, there's my grandson doing his bullshit that I asked him not to do. So when he, just, so Jackie Chan's grandpa comes in and just like starts smacking the shit out of people. And then very quickly gets found out by the bad guy. We're like, we're treated to like a weird cut of what's the bad guy up to. Again, like th- there were some still problems with this movie as far as like cohesiveness. Yeah. Like, like it just sort of jumps all of a sudden. You're like, oh, hey, remember this guy from the beginning? Like he's still around because he's also going to be back in the movie very soon. It's almost like they realized that post-production. And, and they, they were like, we need, to, we need to remind people. We can't just have this guy, I guess, arrive at grandpa's house and just take him out. Like we had to have at least one scene here to like reestablish like, oh, right. hey, 
oh, this guy's in this town. Okay, like, let's go check it out. Uh, so that's basically what that's about. And Grandpa just gets the business done. I mean, like, I guess he's sick, but still, like, I kind of wanted more out of old Grampy at that point. Yeah, honestly, like, just, did they mention that he was sick earlier? Or were they just randomly, ha- did I miss something? He was just he, randomly started to cough. He coughs a few scenes earlier. And it's like, because, like, remember, he's in the bed and stuff, and Jackie's outside, and he's kind of, like, getting out of the bed, coughing a little bit. But it's not, like, really apparent. Right. Because the other scene, he's fighting totally fine. Right. With the sticks and stuff. Like, that. he's totally That's good. That's why, like, when he started coughing here, I was like, wait, what happened? Was he poisoned and I missed it? No, like- no, no, no. It was, it, there was some groundwork laid that he was ill. But it was very, again, like the other scene establishing the bad guy being back, very quickly done. Right. And probably just the result of poor planning on Jackie Chan right. as a director's part. Anyway, Jackie's held back by this, you know, newcoming stranger as his grandpa's murdered in front of him. And we find out that this guy is the unicorn. You know, I guess he's a friend of the grandpa's, uh, looking like Parapper the Rapper. Again, would have, no disrespect, but would have loved this to have been Beggar So. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it would have been the perfect Beggar So role. And in fact, he kind of looks like, I mean, he's I know, dressed it, like it's kind of so. like, well, the character's kind of emulated around. So just, just, uh, personal preference yeah i think that guy he dies right around now yeah i i know he doesn't see the 80s i don't remember exactly when he. i'm just saying the movie's a little bit better yeah this guy he ain't really yet um yeah he just like leaves a lot to be desired immediately we're you know but like jackie wastes no time it's like okay we're immediately going straight into the training montage so Here's where I'll stop. This is where I just tuned the fuck out. Yeah, I mean... Not intentionally. I just... Dude, I could not get into this. Like, it was... It wasn't really overly funny. No. Um, again, like, I-, I joked about, like, oh, I wish this was Beggar So. If this was, like, Beggar So, like, it's hilarious. I'm engaged. I don't care about this character too much. There's not a lot explained about him, so he's not... You have no feelings about him one way or the other. The training montage is just, like uninspired it's second rate i mean you get the foot swing sit-ups onto a beam yeah which kind of goes on for a while and while i get it it is actually technically probably very impressive so much so that they like slow it down at one point so you can like see what's actually being done like i i get it that would be hard to do don't get me wrong and maybe i'm wrong but i felt like this this scene was 20 minutes and probably should have been seven and maybe yeah. maybe I'm over. Maybe it just felt like 20 minutes. No, you're not wrong. Like with most of these, I think they could all be about 20 minutes shorter total, like the movie. Because mm-hmm. an hour and a half, while not long by today's standards, I mean, it does. It always drags right around the midway point for me too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it does for many of you at home. Like even martial arts enthusiasts, you can't. You can't say, like, at this point in the movie, you're, like, really still hyped up for it. Right. But, again, we have to remember, like, this is Jackie Chan's first attempt. Right. I mean, go back and listen to some of our early car bars. In fact, listen to this pod right now. It still fucking got awful. Right. So, like, you know, like, I I, kind of get it in a way. Like, you're still figuring things out. Jackie Chan probably almost even gains a little bit of an appreciation for this directing and choreographing thing is harder than maybe it looks. Yes, absolutely. Now, having said that, after this training montage, you get his first fight with the major villain. Yes. And it was a fine fight. It was whatever. And then the, uh, the cripple, you know, sensei comes in yeah. and saves Jack. He's like, yeah, oh. His new grandpa. And we have probably one of the best scenes I've, I've seen out of everything we've watched up to this point 
it was actually a really well done, heartfelt scene with him talking to uh, him, consoling him, saying like, "Hey, your kung fu was good, but we need to work on these things." And you can see the distress on on Jackie's face, and it was just like it was a rare, like heartfelt scene. Jackie in this, and I'll back up just a little bit. Go ahead. Um, when he, like you said, when he runs into the whatever villain the first time, and he just attacks him. It's another thing we see a lot with Jackie in some of his movies. It's the over-emotional, no-holds-barred acting that you get from him in some later scenes. Like, Rush Hour with... Uh, Juntao? Yeah, like, Juntao. Like, yeah. Like, with but the, again, like he sees that emotion because he's going after the yeah. girl. To, he wants to save this girl, you know? Right. But that's what you're saying, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, And we see it again in like Shanghai Nights when like he finds out, like he finds the guy that killed his father. Right. You know, you get that really raw emotional impact. Or when he gets like, you know, his ponytail cut off in the first Shanghai mm-hmm. Noon. Or in Rush Hour 2 with Ricky Tan. Yeah, like, like it, it, this is something you're going to see from Jackie Chan movies. He's not afraid to become overly emotional, whereas you would never have seen this from like a Bruce Lee performance. No, not at all. And, and, and honestly, you really haven't seen too much up to this point. And it separates him from other people because I'll even extend it further. You don't see this from Arnold. You don't see it from Chuck Norris. You don't see it. Yeah, you see it a little from Van Damme, and you definitely see it some from Stallone. Like you definitely see it. Yeah. You see it in Rocky and Rambo a lot from Stallone, the over-the-top emotional stuff. But I think it's important to note because unlike some of the other films that we've discussed, we're starting to really see kind of like the tropes that'll make Jackie Chan movies, Jackie Chan movies, and that's absolutely one of them. And you're absolutely right. And it kind of builds into the scene you were talking about originally, where he's like, you know, we got to get that Eye of the Tiger back, and like really hone in on what we need to know and teaches him to our point an emotional kung fu style where it's like this is the happy style this is the sad style this Mm -hmm. is the anger style and now this training montage it was a lot shorter a little more concise and i actually enjoyed it it's an interesting gimmick it's kind of obnoxious like i get it it's which is fine because you got to remind you have to remind you know viewers like hey this is a comedy yes this is supposed to be a action comedy but in China, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and it's kind of ahead of its time. You didn't get a ton of these in America, even like the whole balancing act of action and comedy in films. We get to the final fight and we get another Jackie Chan trademark and one that's been discussed in that video by that guy, uh, Every Frame of Painting, who talks about Jackie Chan um, with the color scheming. So like they're all in black, Jackie's in white, which is a seems simple. But it doesn't happen a lot in these films. So you can always tell who Jackie is and his uh, contrasting style to the people he's fighting. Right. And it's a great fight scene between him and those three guys. Like, they really bring it. And I want to say, like, that, I'm glad you said that specifically because that was probably that fight in particular. And I don't even mean the final fight with the villain. I mean that fight with those three, you know, henchmen was probably one of my favorite fight scenes to date. Uh, out of the 12 or so movies we watched so far. It might be the best one I we've think seen. it might be. The only one I, I think of that I had more fun with was Magnificent Bodyguard, when like the, all three of them fought the one guy at the end. That was a lot. You're right. That um, was a lot of fun. But if and I, I'm like, sure we're oversighting a couple. But but if I like put those two side by side, I just think the sheer quality of this one, just because it was it's later and he's better at what he's doing mm-hmm. like is is probably better yeah no i thought it was great like those guys with like the glaive spears yeah. and stuff that was really really well done and really shows off jackie chan's ability and trust in his people because even if those things are dull like they are real like there's no camera trick that's like making them move faster than no, they are no not at all and jumping forward to like when you watch 
some of Jackie Chan's, when, when we cover some of Jackie Chan's early American stuff, it seems so slow because he doesn't have his stunt people with him. Like when he bre- tries to break into America the first few times with the Protector and Big Brawl, we're going to see that it's just not there because the trust isn't there. Right. And everything is st- slower and stilted and looks more like a John Wayne movie than a Jackie Chan movie. Whereas this, I mean, they're flying around. They're like throwing punches, throwing spears, like really, really well done. And of course, you know, you get the final fight with the bad guy. He kills off his final, you know, his last henchman, which is always a great bad guy move. It's like, you failed me, so now you you die before we have the showdown. And the ending fight is basic. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing special. Jackie uses his new emotional technique, which I, if I have another criticism here, I wish that thing had been put in place earlier. Because it's just like, he kind of learns it right before this fight, and then he's mastered it already. Right. And he uses it to win. I wish that had been kind of grandpa's thing early on. It should have been. And, and honestly, it makes for a better ending. Like, oh, I'm going to use my grandpa to Right, to here, avenge you know? him, yeah. Like, the final blow is like a double crotch shot. Listen, <laughs> I mean, the lethal elbow drop is always going to get a laugh out of Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, straight to the nuts. No, 100%. Like, he just, like, <laughs> falls over and then that's and it. And dead. Kills him dead. that way. Yeah. Like, there's no other strike that happens. Nope. It's just a double elbow straight to the nards i mean i i don't think i'd want to get up after that either and then we're how do you end this movie you just have him pushing you know unicorn grandpa in a cart back perfect and you're just like all right yeah like all right the end like sure I'm, i'm all for it so yeah like we had i think different experiences watching this mostly based on the quality of the print but overall, like, I still put this in, like, the good category rather than the bad I category. I do. I do because I want to say 75% of the time I really enjoyed this movie. And, you know, like I said, like, a lot of these movies, I have to go to, to Wikipedia and be like, what just happened? You know, I have to try to find the plot points. Um, with this, I did it, and then I regret. I regretted, like, five minutes later having done it because... It all just kind of fell into place and I understood it. So I can't give it that criticism. I just feel like some of the scenes were a little too long. It, it, a little it, drawn they are, out. They, it needed to be tighter. And Jackie, I think, will learn from this in his later films. Unfortunately, we're going to head back to Low Way next week with Dragon Fist, which is, I think think the last official one he did with this guy and it's much more serious like it's not a comedy either mm-hmm. so i don't know what this one's going to turn out to be we'll we'll find out but i've never seen it but yeah i just want to like assure people <laughs> assure our, our our listeners out there whoever you are that we're gonna this is gonna keep going oh absolutely we're 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 uh, we're driving through we're pushing through however difficult some of these are to watch and you know you don't need to, you don't need to watch all these we're trying to put them out there and that you can but if there's ones that you like, come back, you know, in a few episodes when there's something that you, you enjoy. So thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Uh, yeah.